Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Next Woman Up podcast. Work has actually been really exciting um, at NBC Sports today. So if you guys haven't heard, the Big Ten has landed a seven-year deal with Fox, CBS, NBC, Peacock, and FS1 worth over $7 billion. Um, NBC is going to have the rights to the Saturday night games, which is super exciting. So That's amazing. Um, really Did you do cool this, Carly? Day here. Yeah, it was all me. It was all um, you. Obviously. <laughs> uh, no, it's actually, like, really exciting. Um, and it's not just Big Ten football. It's basketball, too, men's and women's, and some other sports as well. So um, a really, like, cool deal and, like, honestly, a huge, huge amount of money for the Big Ten. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so that's been that's been that's been cool today. Uh, yeah, and Sarah, how's your day been? Like crazy, but <laughs> it's been the past few weeks. Um, love taking a break for the pod. It always like mentally de-stresses me. Not a ton of news to report on. Um, the Yankees and Mets both had big wins last night, which was cool. Yankees finished with a um, walk-off grand slam, and the Mets um, were able to beat. Their rivals, the Braves, last night, um, which is great for New York baseball. Um, but Love other that. than that, we have a really great interview for you guys. We teased it a little bit of our, on our Instagram. We got the chance to speak with the former offensive assistant coach for the Buffalo Bills, and she is now the assistant to the head coach at Princeton Football. We had an incredible interview with her, and we're really, really excited to share it with you guys. So we will see you there we welcome sophia lu into the show sophia is the current senior assistant to the head coach at princeton football and formerly held the role of assistant coach with the buffalo bills thanks for having me guys yeah we're so glad to have you on thanks for being with us wayne hills alum he gotta love it heck yeah what year did you graduate uh, great question. Um, 20, <laughs> 2015. Oh, you're younger uh, than us. Okay. Yeah, yeah it feels younger. like forever ago, though. Okay. <laughs> really, it's like when someone asks you how old you are, and you're like, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Good to think about it. Yeah. Truly representing Wayne Hills out here. Can you um, tell us a little bit about your day to day and your responsibilities in your role with Princeton football. Sure. Yeah. So as you mentioned, I'm a senior assistant to the head coach. Um, the head coach here at Princeton football is. Coach Bob Serace, he graduated in 90, I want to say, and um, played football here. Um, I had a previous stint here in 2020, and then COVID hit, so we didn't have a season while I was working here, but um, developed a great relationship with him, and now I'll just be another set of highs for him. So it's 360 review, big picture evaluation, um, evaluating our team from that standpoint, so not, not just offense, not de- just defense, not just special teams, but a full picture evaluation for them. I'll um, review, prioritize recruits, evaluate them as well, um, help on the recruiting side, and um, I'll be in charge of our analytics. We use a program called CAI, Championship Analytics, so game management. I'll be with coach on the sideline and helping to make decisions that way, and um yeah, so it's it's a little bit more of just being another set of eyes for coach and uh, helping him kind of develop this team into, you know, who, who we've already been. There's a great foundation here. So it's evaluating that and giving ideas where 
I see fit based on facts, based on evidence, based on, you know, things that I see um, that we can do better in areas that we're struggling and, and deficient in and how can we get better in those areas. Yeah, that's great. And I love the fact that this is like kind of circling back for you because I think a lot of young people listening to this will think about kind of where they start in their career. They can always find their way back. So obviously you developed a great relationship with the head coach and, you know, he would love to have you here again. Um, now that you're back at Princeton, what did you kind of bring from your role at the NFL to help you in this role? Like, how is it different and how have you kind of adjusted? Sure, that's a great question, Sarah. Um, I was in Buffalo with the Buffalo Bills um, last season, and I was with them from the start of rookie minicamp all the way through the season. So I think getting that full year round kind of understanding of the way that that organization operated helped me to really understand um, decision-making, being in staff meetings and understand how to cut down a roster, decision-making during a season, during a game, how to structure practice, um, all of those things that go into making a really good team. I think being a part of an organization that, yes, we were largely very successful. I think bringing those things in, ways that we got better, discussions that we had, um, how we handled situations, really well maybe how we didn't handle certain situations as well um there's a ton to learn every single season every game is a little bit different and I think having that experience with such an incredible staff that I was lucky to work with um I can bring a little bit of that here as I see fit obviously Princeton football is very specific and different from Buffalo but I think there are some good things that we did and if I can add something here or what about this and um, just kind of add those suggestions in as I can based on my experience at that level I think that will only help us get better and um, be pros every day yeah I I think that's great Um, like you said especially that last comment you made like really taking that like professional philosophy and bringing it to a college level team I think that's what sets um, organizations and programs apart and I will say and I just kind of want your take on this because we've sort of followed like a similar path like I was at Penn and then I went to Tampa um like working at the Ivy League is like for an Ivy League team is different than working for any other um league and conference um for those who are listening don't really know like we have to pay attention a lot to academics and you can't just watch a film and love a guy on tape and say I want him and get him Um, there's a lot of other criteria that you have to think about when you're building a team I know for me when I got to you know Tampa character meant a lot to us but any guy you want talent wise the NFL you'll probably be able to get him so it's definitely a different perspective so you know you're talking about like cutting down rosters and like evaluating this team and building this team I just kind of wanted your take on you know going from going from to and then back you know, having to follow the criteria and, you know, the difference in building an Ivy League team versus, you know, the freedom you get when building an NFL team. My role was very different. Obviously, you know, I was an offensive assistant. My role is um, to assist our coaches um, with everything that they need. I was breaking down film. I was doing a lot of the game and practice data. I was doing a lot of that. And then when practice squad guys came in or younger guys come in, help them learn the playbook as fast as I can so that they can be productive members of our practice squad scout team or, uh, you know, hopefully a part of the team and give good looks, understand what we're trying to do as fast as possible. Um, 
so I wasn't part of building the Bills roster in any in any way, shape, or form. I wasn't scouting guys. There's a whole other department. So then coming back to Princeton during the time I was with Princeton, I was evaluating guys um, based on their GPA, based on whether or not they would be able to meet our needs um, with our team, that kind of thing. So it, that's a, a big difference between college coaches versus pro coaches as um, you know, being a part of a coaching staff at the professional level, I wasn't in charge or had any say in the guys that we brought in. Um, fortunately with the bills, character was really important. Intelligence was really important. It was smart, tough, dependable guys. Um, and so I, I you know I was fortunate enough to work with a, a lot of really smart guys. Probably not a lot of them could get into Princeton or Penn for, for that matter, but there were a lot of really smart guys. And, um, I think that's, what's so unique and special about being a part of this staff at Princeton is you're getting the smartest guys um, in the country and in the world and also guys that love football and that's really exciting it's exciting to coach smart guys who really care about you know bigger things than football we've got guys on the team that want to be president one day and that's that's really special and uh, I don't take that lightly that's it's a pretty cool deal yeah that's awesome and I think um, you get just a great work ethic out of guys like that um, and it leads to, I mean, great success. So, I mean, Princeton has had it in recent years, so it's only proven to have worked. Um, what would you say is your coaching style and philosophy and what coaches have inspired you in creating your own, you know, coaching ways? That's a dissertation right there, Carly. Um, uh, coaching philosophy and, and style. I think everyone's style is a little bit different. I, I try to be authentic to myself. I'm not a screamer. I'm not a yeller. That's not ever really been my kind of approach, I guess, because that's not really what I was drawn to as, as a player either, or as an athlete. I, sometimes you just drown out the noise as an athlete because you're so in the zone. It doesn't really reach you. So um, my coaching philosophy is to find out how these guys learn um everyone's going to be a little bit different so find out how they learn and best develop and teach them that way a lot of guys are visual a lot of the guys have to do it physically do it so you know for me walkthroughs video those are those are the best ways to teach guys I'm a teacher first a person first so develop relationships which you know foundation of trust is extremely important let them know how much I care about them as a person um, I'm extremely passionate and driven about football and then you have to also be very driven and passionate about the people that you're working with so being people first um, and oriented in that way I think coaching philosophy is about developing people and the winning will take care of itself the results will always take care of itself when you you're trying to best develop the person across from you and, and the guys in your room I think that's kind of been my philosophy is just to get better as a person get better as a, as a coach and then what I get to do here in my role is help develop the entire team I don't have to just worry about one specific unit or one guy or a couple of guys I get to how can we get better as, uh, as a unit as an entire team and um, benefit all 120 guys or however many we have on the roster and I'm, I'm very fortunate that I get to do that um, and then you said coaches that have inspired me yeah, you know, just a couple that uh, have really made an impact on you or that you've really looked up to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'd be curious to know what coaches have inspired you guys to because you guys are athletes and have been around some different people. But for me, um, I had a youth coach when I was really young for basketball, and he's still a guy that I talk to all the time. And um, 
he roots for me really hard. So he he made a, a big impact on on my life and believed in me, and that was really cool. Um, a coach that I worked with in Buffalo, Coach Dable, who's now the head coach for the Giants, um, developed me a ton um, when I was in when I was in Buffalo during my time there. He's so his first job in the NFL. He was 24. My first job in the NFL, I was 24. So, um, you know, he showed me a picture of him doing the job that I was doing, you know, when he was 24, he's like, crazy. so he, he shared those moments with me. He's like, I've been, you know, in, in that kind of that, that impacted me really early on in our development of a relationship was, you know, he told me uh, I've done this at your age and I, I was in your shoes and I know how hard it is. And he, uh, never took it easy on me and I never wanted him to, but he, uh, developed me, taught me how to be better on a whiteboard, how to be better in meetings, how to listen and learn. He was always himself. He's an authentic guy and I, I'm rooting for him um, for sure. But he, that's a guy who's really inspired me to be myself early on, right from the jump. Don't try to be anybody else. And um, so, yeah, so different different guys like that. I think Becky Hammond is an unbelievable yeah. coach. I, I watch all of her press conferences. I was just talking to uh, our head coach Therese about her just coach Hammond's unbelievable you know undrafted played 16 years in the WNBA unbelievable and you know goes on was an assistant with the Spurs now head coach they're about to make a heck of a playoff run they're probably going to win it all um no I'm not putting money on anything I'm just saying they're probably going to win it prediction all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but we we do have this you know clip recorded so <laughs> yeah exactly um you know, Sophia, it's funny, not to take anything away from Coach Dable's work ethic and, you know, getting to the NFL at such a young age, but although he's been where you are, not a lot of people can say they were a woman at that age coaching an NFL team with that level of guys. Obviously, you were in that position. Can you just kind of talk about what it was like to walk onto that field, you know, as a woman in that position? How did you adjust? What were some challenges? And, and how important is it to have representation in the space? Hmm. Yeah, uh, so I joined the Buffalo Bills in May of 2021, and um, it was awesome. I was a rookie in rookie minicamp, really. I'm learning and teaching at the same time. I'm, you're swimming. You're trying to find the bathroom in the building. You're just you're, you're learning everything. I was learning a system, and the system that we were in is, is historically one of the more difficult offensive systems ever created. Um, so I'm like, Oh, great. <laughs> this, this will be fun. Um, and it was a ton of fun. And I was just myself through it all. I, I'm a highly competitive person and that plays out really well in the system that I was in and, and, and being around that staff. And my head was spinning with plays and verbiage and learning the guys and learning the roster and what my job was and how to get better at it every day, never make the same mistake twice. You don't really have time to think about anything else, to be honest with you. You're just so focused on how can I be great at my job today? And I was really fortunate that the staff that I was around was highly elite guys, Ken Dorsey, Kelly Skipper, Rob Boris is the tight ends coach. He's been coaching in the NFL since 2003. Like I was six, like, you know, you're working around guys that have been pros for so long that all you want to do is earn their trust, earn their respect, do your job really well. And um, then they'll accept you and, and love you as, as one of their own. But it's, it's about that mentality of 
how can I get better every single day uh, for the team and the staff that I'm working on because they got to be able to rely on me. So to I understand the question. I understand where you're coming from. You don't have enough time to think about anything other than your job and how to get better at it. And I'm, again, highly competitive, highly focused. I uh, love football so, so much. And that's all I cared about all day long was how can I be the best Buffalo Bill that I, I can be? Yeah, um, love that uh, philosophy. Um, can you just tell us a little bit or as much as you can tell us about what it was like um, kind of behind the scenes in the team um, when you're making the playoff run? Oh, um, yeah, playoff run was, it, it's obviously, it just gets more intense, I think. Um, you just know the stakes are really high. I, I think it was actually leading up to the playoffs the last couple of weeks. We just felt like we have to win every game out. And that was the mentality was we, we had already had the playoff mentality before we got there. Um, and it was a championship mindset. It was just um, everything was heightened. Walkthroughs were more intense. It was just a lot more focused. Not that we weren't focused other times where we were quite as it's a silly group of guys. Um, even the leaders are quite silly. And I think the silliness was just dialed down a little bit. Not, not so much to warrior tight, but it was just to send a message. I think the players did it really well of like knowing when to be silly, when to be light, when to hang out and like other times of when to really get down to business. And I think that's what the best pros do. They are able to have the moments of levity and still be really focused. Um, yeah, the playoff game against the Patriots, I'll never forget that. It was seven possessions, seven touchdowns, never been done in a in an NFL game before and you do it against one of the greatest coaches if not the greatest football coach of all time and it was, it was unbelievable um but yeah it was uh it was fun it was just heightened every everything felt more important than it than it did maybe week one you said the guys were silly Sophia who is the funniest guy on on the roster you have to tell us that inside tidbit Oh, funniest guy on the roster. Funniest, funniest one. For the fans, for the fans. We're giving the fan content here. That's really hard, especially because I think I think the fans know there's a lot of funny guys. I think I know who would say they're the funniest, but they're probably not. <laughs> um Steph's funny. Josh has like a dry humor. I could see that. <laughs> I love that. Isaiah McKenzie thinks he's the funniest. <laughs> Gabe probably is the funniest. Mario Addison, who's now with um, the Houston Texans, was a guy that I got along with really well. He's a vet, and um, he cracked me up left and right. I don't know. It was a really funny group. There weren't <laughs> I love too many. That. There weren't too many guys that like weren't yeah really shy or something. And it was yeah. it was a good group to be around. And obviously the tight end room. I was I was with the tight end room, and that was a whole. We were just a really good group of guys. Yeah, are a good, are a good position group, for sure. They're you're they're the best guys on the team, yeah. you know. And they got to so, do it all. So, man, it was it was a lot of fun to to be in that room, and you know they're probably going to be pissed that they're not the funniest, but they were, you know, my favorite people to be around every single day. So I, I feel unbelievably lucky that I got that opportunity. That's awesome. Um, we want to talk a little bit more about Princeton this year. Um, as I said a little bit before, Princeton has been a dominant force in the Ivy League in recent years. 
Um, what are you most excited to see from this team this year? And who do you think will be your toughest competition? Yeah, so Princeton football has been really successful with Coach Therese, um as the head coach. They weren't successful early in, in his time here, but have become more successful over the last three years. 27-3 and three record um, is pretty darn good. And, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm most interested to see kind of those older guys that took the year from COVID and they came back and they're going to be able to – you know, continue their career. And you see so many times transfer portal guys or guys that are grad transferring and leaving and going somewhere else to play. And here at Princeton, these guys stay because they love their teammates. They love their coaches. They love being at Princeton so much. And it's a rarity. So that that's really, really exciting. It speaks to the program, I think. Um, I think your toughest competition is yourself, always. You know, no disrespect to the Ivy League opponents, but we're we're a top team. And I think the better that we get right now, we're going into camp and we have to have the mentality that we're going to make this really hard on ourselves at practice is going to be the toughest guys that we go against. We've got really good group of guys, good veteran leaders. You got Dylan Classy and Andre Yoshibas and receivers that are veterans um had a different guy at quarterback the last couple of years so it would be interesting kind of how that shakes out um and then yeah it, it'll be an interesting thing I think obviously Dartmouth Harvard you know those kind of teams are really good but I think if we have the mentality going into the year that we're the best team and we have to make it really hard on ourselves when we get to Dartmouth week when we get to Harvard week you know those things will handle themselves yeah, I'll be cheering for Princeton this year. I've never been a Princeton fan, but suddenly I'm intrigued, Sophia. Um, I, I'm sorry, I can't say the same. I got my loyalties. <laughs> I get it. That's fair that you have like a justified reason. I'm going to support the way the Wales alum that we have. They don't pay you anymore, Carly. Come on now. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Um, you know that you could split the Ivy League title. So we could, we could go for that. I'm not good with sharing. Didn't you, Sophia, do you work with the Wayne Hills football team? Like, is that where you, where you first started, like kind of coaching? I met with Demikoff yep. in the springtime right after yep. he had taken over and was like, this is what I want to do for a living. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, well, do you have any questions? And I asked him about like, all right, what's the difference between a man scheme and his own scheme? Like run wise, <laughs> like in run blocking. And he was like, how do you know? what any of this is and we just started drawing and I was like I don't know what this means but I know this 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 right right yeah I sat in on meetings I would bring donuts so they would like me and I just <laughs> I just like learned and yeah. so fell in that's and so got funny to, got to know the players and um we had some that's good so players cool. at the time and yeah and then I was also in band so like I did band and then in the third quarter when they had a break was, like, go what on the field. wait this is crazy yeah, I yeah so like so football practice was right after school and then I, so I would go to football and then after football was band practice so I'd go to band practice right after so I was in school from like whatever time whatever like ass crack of dawn we were at school and then after school had football and then after football had band and then after that would do my homework and then at some point you fall asleep and like do it all over again all season long oh you love football obviously um, but other than football, what is your favorite sport that like you're a huge fan of? And what do you like to play? I know you said you played basketball when you were younger. So are you like passionate about that? 
Yeah, definitely. I think the WNBA, I, I watch all the time. I've got the, the app and obviously I mentioned Becky Hammond earlier who's the head coach of the Aces and they're really good. So they're fun to watch. Um, I love hockey so, so much. Love hockey. Yeah, Carly. Uh, I love hockey so I'm much. I love hockey. So maybe I'll, yeah, I just I'm really working on it. <laughs> She's really trying. Oh, come on. Hockey's great. <laughs> but there's nothing like playoff hockey too. Nothing like it. Oh. So you would wait, Sophia. So you would rather watch a game seven in the NHL than in the NBA. That's what you're, that's what you're saying to me. Correct. <laughs> that's what, that's what Carly said to you, but I question, don't, un- I don't understand. I just, but it's okay. This is about you. This is your interview. <laughs> so we'll let you, we'll let you run, run with that. Um, but that's, that's really fun because I feel like, I don't know, it's good to be dynamic. I know that like when you have a role, like the one that you do, people always probably associate with football, but you're obviously a multi-layered person with other interests aside from that. So we wanted to like learn more about it. So I guess like my last question would be when you're not coaching and killing it at Princeton and watching the WMA, what are you doing for fun? Oh, I mean, sports is fun. This is, I mean, this is what I do. This is what I love. No, I love, I've spent a lot of time on the beach and just, I mean, you guys grew up in in Jersey Jersey native. Yeah. 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 Come on now. Like this is, this is who we are. We're, I think if you didn't go to the beach and at some point or down the shore, however you want to say it, but if you weren't on the beach in the summer, like, did you grow up in New Jersey? Are you sure? Um, Exactly. Yeah. So I've, I've been hanging out on the beach and I know how to relax and I know how to take time away. I think a good skill, very good skill. Yeah. So I can go and sit on a beach all day and hang out and I don't need to be doing anything. And then once a sport is involved, it doesn't matter if the stakes are really low in my head, they're really high and, uh, <laughs> and I'm going to want to win. So yeah, hockey, basketball. I also think you can just learn a lot from watching yeah you know I think there's for sure a ton of stuff that you can take and as someone who just wants to get better all the time wants to find ways to win there are really good coaches in a lot of different sports that have been through more things and um so that to me is always really interesting um, to continue to evolve as a coach and I love sports the Olympics are so fun too I mean there's loads of sports you I couldn't have even dreamed of watching and, and now you get to watch him on the Olympics so that that's also a cool stage um to kind of kind of get that niche but no yeah I love sports no matter what oh we feel the same way um there's a sport on we're watching it um I've watched some weird sports because when nothing else has been on you know it's a really unfortunate they don't have uh ESPN Ocho anymore I mean that was great clearly we're all three of us are Wayne New Jersey natives so we know our pizza and bagels okay now you lived in Buffalo for some time. You, I don't think you can get good pizza and bagels up there. What was that experience like for you? I was starving. I was starving. <laughs> You're like, I just didn't eat. <laughs> I just didn't eat. No. Um, yeah. I, I, at one point I made my parents like send bagels. No, you Probably. did not think I'm putting it in a Ziploc. Okay. Man. Are you, have you ever watched Entourage? No. Okay. Well, then you're going to miss the point of this, but one, you should watch Entourage, but two, they're guys from Queens that moved to LA. They get pizza shipped to them. Correct. That is correct. That's the only option. Yeah. When I That's like was in school in Philly, I wouldn't even eat the bagels and pizza there. I don't know. Yeah, no, nah, I'm a snob. 
when it comes to pizza and bagels. My dad's from Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bagels no, no aren't one. even close. The pizza, the thing is, they think the pizza up there is good. Oh no. <laughs> They're delusional. It's just sad. It's, just sad. it's oh, like no. you just don't know any better. It's like they don't even they don't even know it's bad and they're just eating it willingly. Oh no. That's a sad life. <laughs> That's amazing. This was our hottest take of the interview. Forget her amazing experience. It's just the pizza and bagels. Well, okay. we played um, the jet. We played the Jets, and, oh, yeah. and like and like our equipment guys got bags of bagels for pregame. And I was like, God bless. Like this is <laughs> this is the, the best, best thing ever. We want to wrap up here, Sophia. This has been so awesome. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Tell everyone um, where they can find Princeton football, where they can check out, you know, all the um, updates with the team. Yeah, so Princeton football, Twitter, Instagram. I I don't know that anyone ever uses Facebook anymore. Um, Sorry to our moms. And (laughs) um, yeah, and then I'm on Twitter too. And I'm sure once you guys tweet this out and stuff that our accounts will tweet it i'm sure prince of communications wants to see it so oh yeah absolutely yeah we will be plugging it all um and thanks again so much sophia this has been awesome and best of luck to you guys this season thank you sarah thank you carly appreciate it go tires Wayne Hill's alum are powerful. That's the key takeaway. <laughs> but Sophia is so impressive. And I think just her background and her story about how she got to this point is so inspirational for people to hear. You know, like the sacrifices she made. Like imagine doing band in the middle of that, leaving to go coach football. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, that was an insane bit that she shared with us. <laughs> That's crazy. I had no idea. That's true commitment. But I really enjoyed talking to her. Her and I actually like very much have like a similar path, which I think is really cool. So um, definitely can relate to her in a lot of ways. Um, And the love for football is there for sure. Um, And yeah, just like great, great conversation. And we hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. You guys know where to find us. Next one up podcast at on uh, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at nextmoneuppod at gmail.com. And we'll see you guys next week.